0: Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist,
0: Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. When I was a younger man, it drove me nuts that there were these pearl-clutching people who would continually say, there should be a law against this and that. that." Every time something went wrong, they'd be like, there should be a law against that. And what would happen? Well, I was living in liberal California at the time. This is um, before they really went insane. Somebody would write a law about it. All of a sudden, you had a brand new law. It's about the most daft thing that you could actually have. Somebody should write a law against that. There should be a law against that. (coughs) Fun fact, at the time when they were writing all those laws, at the time when that bleating moron of a sheep was saying, there should be a law against that. There was a law. There was a law. What should have been said is that law should be enforced properly. Indeed, much of much of the problem, many of the problems that we have today, much of the issue that we have today is people no longer recognize. I mean, they don't... (laughs) The laws have gotten so wild, they no longer recognize the laws, which, I mean, if the police are there to enforce the law, then the police now are no longer recognized for whatever sacrifices they were making. And the whole thing's bonkers and topsy-turvy for all the wrong reasons. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with the prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael l'Arcangale, defendi nos proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias, diabli est oprae sinium. Imperati supplicas de percamur, tui princeps militae calestis satanam aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem animarum pervegantur in mundo divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Cordius Sacratissimum, misera nobis, Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, Beatus Carolus domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria purissima, immaculate del punctio est, in Domine Patris et Spiritus Spiritu Amen. So where's all this going? Well, I'm gonna use an article from Zero Hedge as as the example, and then we're gonna and going to apply it to several industries. The article in question is headlined In the US, concern over an increasing number of boy victims of human trafficking. <clears throat> boy victims. Now I know. Most of the time, when we think of human trafficking, we think of sex trafficking. But there's actually another form of trafficking that is as old as time, and it's increasing in the U.S. From the article. When Elijah Muhammad was 12, his parents, members of an unnamed cult headquartered in Kansas City, Kansas, received a call from one of the executive representatives of the group, saying that it was the will of God that Mr. Muhammad and his brother begin their... Quote, pilgrimage into manhood his parents agreed and allowed mr Muhammad and his brother to travel 600 miles to Kansas City in the back of an 18-wheeler semi truck once there mr Muhammad began his pilgrimage by working a daily shift from 8 a.m to 3 a.m as a dishwasher in a restaurant owned by the cult during his limited downtime mr Muhammad lived in a small apartment with quote dozens of boys and men one time, I showed up late for work, Mr. Muhammad said, during a TEDx talk. Almost immediately, upon walking through the doorway of the small diner, I found myself on the floor bleeding after being hit in the mouth with a Yellow Pages phone book. Attempting to stand to my feet, the man began to beat me on the back until I passed out. Acts of violence were not rare of rare occasion at all. Mr. Muhammad was the victim of labor trafficking, which the Trafficking Victims Protection Act 2000 defines as the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion for the purposes of subjection to involuntary servitude, peonage, and uh, debt bondage or slavery. <clears throat> it's also a significantly underreported pr- problem in the United States and is much more prevalent than sex trafficking. Trafficking, which is exploitation-based, is different from human smuggling, which is transport-based. Human smuggling is the act of bringing people into the United States involving de- a uh, deliberate evasion of immigration laws, as well as the unlawful transportation and harboring of non-citizens already in the United States, according to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. But smuggling can lead to trafficking, and often does. Sue. So- Abul Hossin, the Regional Human Trafficking Prevention Coordinator for the Florida Department of Children and Families, cited data from a Department of Health and Human Services report that looked at data from 2012 to 2018. She said that 71% of trafficked victims are forced into labor, 20% are exploited for commercial sex, and 9% experience both sex and labor trafficking. But 91% of traffic investigations concerned sex trafficking, according to the State Department's Office for Victims of Crime. 5% of investigations were labor-related, and 4% were both sex and labor, Ms. Abul Hassan said during a human trafficking summit in Florida on October 3rd. And while sex trafficking of women and girls has received considerable attention, human trafficking of boys is growing uh, significantly. It's now almost identical to the percentage of girls trafficked. Girls account for about 18% of trafficking victims. Boys now account for 17%, the DOD's 2023 Trafficking in Persons TIP report found. According to the National Institute of Justice, determining the exact numbers for human trafficking is impossible due to the covert and criminal nature of the practice. However, the Global Slavery Index published by the International Labor Organization is considered the most accurate. In its latest report, the ILO estimated that 49.6 million people are being trafficked globally with 27.6 million in forced labor and 22 million in forced marriages. Women and girls make up the majority of those in forced marriages. Within the forced labor category, the ILO reported 17.3 million victims in the private sector, while 6.4 million are being exploited for commercial sex and 3.9 million are in forced labor imposed by the state of the forced labor victims in the private sector 11.3 million are men and boys and 6 million are women and girls in the sexual exploitation industry 4.9 million victims are women and girls and 1.5 million are men and boys more than 3.3 million victims of forced labor are children the United States does not aggregate human trafficking numbers at a national level, making the true number of cases reported difficult to ascertain. However, the Global Slavery Index estimates that, <clears throat> excuse me, however, the Global Slavery Index estimates suggest that on any given day, 1.1 million people are being trafficked in the United States. The estimate is based on the National Human Trafficking Hotline, and NHTH, data, which separates labor and sex trafficking. The primary venues for labor trafficking in the United States are domestic work, agriculture, farm work, construction, restaurant and food service, and illicit activity, for example, forcing someone to smuggle drugs or commit other criminal activity, according to the Human Trafficking Hotline. The organization also found that while a fair amount of reported trafficking cases include U.S. citizens, such as Mr. Muhammad, More than half of reported trafficking cases, 1,086 out of 1,741, involve foreign nationals. California, Texas, and Florida have the highest percentage of reported cases at 12.8%, 8.8%, and 7.5%, respectively. New York came in at a distant fourth with 3.9% of reported cases. The State Department's 2023 trafficking report found that while women and girls still account for more uh, for approximately 60% of identified victims of human trafficking, the percentage of boys more than quintupled between 2004 and 2020. <clears throat> Nearly twice the number of men than women are in forced labor situations, and illegal immigrant men and boys are especially at risk, according to the ILO. <clears throat> Excuse me. Imagine you woke up in a place where you don't know the culture, you don't know the laws, and you don't know what resources are available and how to access them, said Harold Henry D'Souza, founder of Eyes Open International in the State Department's trafficking report. Imagine you thought you were going to achieve a better life for yourself and your family, but find yourself on a floor with no bed. You're working 16 hours a day. Imagine you have no food and no money because someone you trusted took the small amount of money you had to keep it safe and provided you a one-bedroom apartment and then threatened you with arrest and deportation if you didn't continue working without pay. Perpetrators in America use a variation of four words to silence foreign national victims. Traffickers shout to the victims, I will get you 1. Arrested, 2. Handcuffed, 3. Jailed, 4. Deported. Ms. Abul Hassan said, A factor leading to the increased number of trafficked boys in the United States is that once an unaccompanied minor is apprehended at the border, they're placed into the custody of the Office of Refugee Resettlement, which is part of Health and Human Services. Usually, they are intercepted at the border and they go through ORR, and ORR tries to find them a sponsor who who they can go live with while they're going through the process of applying for asylum or refugee status through the court. And through this process, there's a lot of inadequate screening and supervision of the placement. There are a lot of good sponsors out there who are doing it for the right reasons, but there are some out there who are really just wanting to exploit the child. The vast majority of sponsors are family members of the child who are also in the country illegally, according to the ORR. Ms. Abul Hassan said that in 2022, ORR released... 55,960 children sponsors uh, to sponsors throughout the United States and only conducted 8,618 home studies. So only 15% of these kids, when they're placed with a sponsor, had any type of home study or background being done. Once a trafficker has a child under their control, Ms. Abul Hoson says they'll keep that kid's money and charge them for things like rent, food, and other debts. She said most of the boys being trafficked are traveling to the United States from the Northern Triangle countries of Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. The boys are usually 15 years or older, have no legal documentation, little education, and little education. Most don't speak English and distrust authorities, making them perfect victims for traffickers. In 2014, a teenager from Guatemala called his uncle in Florida begging for help. He said he was being kept against his will and forced to work at an egg farm called Trillium Farms in Ohio. His traffickers told the boy that if he didn't pay back his debt, they'd shoot your dad two or three times. His uncle agreed to help and contacted the sheriff in Collier uh, Collier City, Florida. The resulting investigation by federal prosecutors into Trillium Farms revealed that traffickers had detained approximately 45 people, and at least 10 were victims of trafficking, including eight minors. Four people pleaded guilty to participating in a human trafficking scheme, and one, Pablo Duran Ramirez, admitted that he knew some of the workers were unaccompanied minors who'd been threatened or coerced. On June 19, 2020, Mr. Ramirez was sentenced to 37 months in prison and ordered to pay a $67,232 fine. Trillium Farms was not charged in the case. In a press release after the sentencing, US Attorney Justin Herdman said Ramirez exploited the desperation of migrant workers and in some instances their children for his own personal financial gain. The other defendants, Ana Angelica Pedro Juan of Guatemala, Aroldo Castillo Serrano of Guatemala, and Conrado Salgado Soto of Mexico, also pled guilty to participating in a labor trafficking scheme. Mr. Castillo Serrano the leader of the scheme, was sentenced to 188 months in prison, while Ms. Pedro Juan, who oversaw the victims in Ohio, was sentenced to 120 months, and Mr. Salgado Soto, a subcontractor, was sentenced to 51 months. A separate investigation led by then-Senator Rob Portman of Ohio found that HHS was responsible for releasing the boys to the traffickers in Ohio. Quote, We've got these kids, they're here, They're living on our soil, and for us to just, you know, assume someone else is going to take care of them and throw them to the wolves, which is what HHS was doing, is flat-out wrong, Mr. Portman said. I don't care what you think about immigration policy. It's wrong. During Mr. Portman's committee investigation, HHS told the committee that it had strengthened its procedures regarding children. However, the committee found more than 12 other cases of trafficking related to the Trillion Farm's case and reported it's impossible to know just how many more victims there are. Unaccompanied children are transferred to HHS's ORR by the Department of Homeland Security. In fiscal year 2022, DHS referred 128,904 unaccompanied children to the ORR. Approximately 72% of all the children referred were over the age of 14, and 64% were boys. The children were mostly from Guatemala, 47%, followed by H- Honduras, 27%, El Salvador, 13%, and other countries, 11% in fiscal 2022, HHS said. On October 4th, HHS reported that it currently had, has 10,818 unaccompanied children in its care. The agency noted that the average length of time an unaccompanied child remains in Care is twenty four days, but is, quote, working to further reduce the length of care in ways that do not jeopardize the safety or the welfare of the children, close quote. I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that article. Trillium Farms, Trillium Farms, I don't know anything about Trillium Farms, but Trillium Farms should have been shut down, its assets seized, and auctioned off. They found 45 people who were there under coercion. And then they go back through and find, oh, hey, there are 12 other cases with Trillium Farms, 12, <coughs> 12 other cases. Let me put this in a bit of perspective. The one case exposed 45 people that were being held against their will and forced into work for an, egg, for an egg factory. The one case exposed 45 people. Let's go on some a little bit more of a conservative number and assume that the average is going to be somehow lower. Then 12 more cases could be Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people being held by employees of this company. And this company is not the one paying the price. Now, clearly, if there are 13 cases of human trafficking involving one company, then there's... Like, you could say, well, it was an isolated incident. Well, no, actually, I can't. I cannot say that this is an isolated incident because it is isolated with 12 other cases. And there could be as many as 300 or 400 people who are being held by this one company as slave labor. In the United States of America... Now, I said I was going to tie this to other companies. Because what I noticed is that every single time somebody gets charged with some kind of major case felony, the company is either indemnified or if it, if it is even exposed that it's the company's fault, then what do they do? They pay a multi-million or billion dollar settlement vis-a-vis Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson, and nothing changes. They can afford to pay the fine. Oh, it doesn't matter that 47,000 people died due to this new vaccine. It doesn't matter that we poisoned millions of African American women with our baby powder. It doesn't matter that our unsafe practices put untold tens of thousands of people at risk of death or disease. This is a result of all those, well, there should be a law against. Nah. We have the laws. Slavery is illegal in all 50 states. Fraud is illegal in all 50 states. Harming someone through your neglect or malice is illegal in all 50 states. And yet, if you're part of some kind of major company, you get paid in with the right politicians, you don't have to worry about your company being shut down. And I gotta be blunt, that's trash. That is absolute garbage. There is no excuse. Pfizer takes a criminal case and pays out billions of dollars, and then turns around and makes billions more with a, with with a vaccine that they were completely indemnified on. They will have no legal culpability. With the death of potentially millions of people, a global experiment—I say millions, billions of people—they get to conduct an experiment about a fake product that does nothing but harm its but harm its consumers. And you think the tobacco industry is bad? I'll take Philip Morris over Johnson and Johnson any day. I walked into a store the other day to buy a pack of cigarettes and I'm looking and a judge has ordered Philip Morris to make the following statement. Screw you! The whole tobacco industry problem was a propaganda piece from, from politicians. And it has to be a propaganda piece from politicians because if you look in the places in the same states where tobacco is basically illegal and charged and taxed into almost unexistence, those are the same states that legalize the smoking of pot, the consumption of heroin, the consumption of methamphetamines. Those are the same places where you can take hard drugs that have killed people with one use. One use you can illegally use those drugs and die immediately or you can smoke tobacco and you can't po- and and in in those states you couldn't possibly smoke tobacco do you know that most of the oldest people on earth smoke and when i say oldest i mean oldest i mean 110 115 120 years oh those are the exceptions well there's something to it as a sidebar it was one of the things i noticed when they were going when when we were doing when uh, they were doing documentaries on the, vac- on the on the on the death jab the covid jab and they were doing research into the spike protein and it turns out as a side effect of doing that research they discovered, no, smokers do not get COVID. Because COVID, the spike protein, attacks a specific NICO receptor that is vulnerable to snake venom. But if you happen to be a smoker, the nicotine occupies that receptor and the spike protein can't attach. Weird. Very, very strange that all of a sudden that just managed. And it it wasn't the focus. That's not what they were focused on. They were focused on what was going on with the biological function. It just happens to be that they found that smoking tobacco occupies those NICO receptors and you are less likely to get COVID. Weird. How is that? Like, who knew? Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, Johnson & Johnson. All these companies, criminal companies, Johnson & Johnson with the baby powder. Sufficient toxins in baby powder enough to cause cancer. Oh, it's no big deal. We'll We'll just pay a couple billion dollars. That'll be all right. The women who were affected didn't receive not a bit of that money. The people actually victimized by the conduct of bad companies. They're not seeing any restitution. Trillium Farms was not charged in the case. He had 45 people. 45 people being held captive. You had, what, 10-year sentence four-and-a-half-year sentence, 15-year sentence. So you had people who were sentenced like rather extremely. 15-year... I mean, the shortest sentence was Mr. Ramirez. He was sentenced for 37 months in order to pay a $67,232 fine. But to who? Who got that money? Oh, that's right. The government got that money. The kid... The teenager who called from Guatemala who called his uncle, did he get any of that money? Did he get re- reimbursed or was he, well, you know, you're released into the custody of your uncle. <clears throat> I grew up listening to angry Karens talk about, there should be a law against this and there should be a law against that. And they're talking about things that were significantly less, less impactful, less important than the law that is on the books against slavery, than the law that is against the books for drug trafficking, than the laws that are on the books for sex trafficking, than the laws that are on the books for fraud and harming people. We have laws for all of those things. And yet, some thirty-some-odd-year-old Karen in California, there should be a law against this, and they get the, and they would get the law passed. They would somehow manage to. Oh, well, we need to do this, and we need to do that, and all of a sudden, you've got this huge superstructure, this monstrous structures of laws. Title Eight. Do you understand the criminal code? Has more than four thousand components that it has more than 13,000 subcomponents. I could sum it up for you in 10 laws. 10. Conveniently, they happen to be the same. You know which ones I'm talking about. You know which ones they are. And if we follow them, and if we actually enforce those as a society... Then we wouldn't have any of the other problems. You're going to bring, you have 45 people slaving away at your egg farm. Like, you got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. You have people like Elijah Muhammad, who, who, who was at the beginning of this article part of a religious cult where are the members of the religious cult and why are they not making big rocks into little rocks you have got I'm not even joking you have got to be kidding me with this we have this going on in our country and yet you want me to worry about what's going on in Israel? You want me to worry about what's going on in Ukraine? I'm not interested in any of those. Why? It's not that they're not tragedies. It's not that I'm not spending time praying for the victims and their families. But I'm also looking at what's going on in Israel With their war against Hamas and potentially Hezbollah, and maybe even get Iran too, who knows? And I gotta be honest, I mean, it may happen, it may not. Big picture, I don't care. There are specific items that need to be in place for this to be on a level where I would be concerned. There are specific criteria that have to be met before I go, hey, the world is about to end. Somebody asked the question, like, how come every time Israel, every time something pops off in the Middle East and everybody's all like, oh, gas prices go up? It occurred to me. It's not because they've cut production, because they don't. It actually, gas prices have nothing to do with cutting production. Gas prices have to do with the fact that if we do end up going to war, governments are going to need fuel. And fuel is not going to be available for the average person. That's why gas prices go up. That's why diesel prices go up. The price of oil goes up because as soon as governments get involved with their, with their bottomless pocketbooks, they can buy all of the fuel that they need to get and you will get squat. And it puts us in a particularly precarious position because the bonehead-in-chief who decided it'd be a good idea to flush out the strategic petroleum reserves to give to Ukraine, of all places made it so that if they do pop off and go to war we're gonna have a gas problem and it's happening right at winter so I don't know if it does actually get into something big and we start having this thing really pop off in Israel and this goes on for more like more than like two weeks then we're gonna we're gonna have a problem because governments are going to be involved they're gonna start buying the fuel once they buy the fuel there's not going to be any for granny to to heat her home. hope you got a wood stove. This is about the only way that you're going to manage to make it through winter if you don't have fuel. It's remarkable to me how the obvious cues, and everybody's like, oh, well, it's going to impact oil production. No, they lied when they said it's going to impact oil production. The United States of America has, has a tank for strategic petroleum that's that's uh, freaking oil, gas, diesel fuel, jet fuel, all that. Of some 700 million barrels. A capacity of 700 million barrels. That's a lot more than you or me. So when they go, hey, we need to refill this thing to sweet time now. Basically, basically what's going to end up happening is they're going to have to go around and confiscate all the fuel. absolutely unreal. So I'll be ready for that impact, but beyond that, I don't really care. Why don't I care about what's going on in Israel? Israel's a big player. Yeah, they haven't built the temple yet. Prophecy's pretty clear. Israel's going to get a chance to rebuild the temple. To physically rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. They haven't built the temple yet, so we're not there yet. Now, if as a result of what's going on, they build the temple, okay, cool, now we know. <clears throat> now we know, we're in those days, and Christ is coming quickly. And that's really my, ultimately my only concern. Grand scheme. Absolutely remarkable. The whole thing is immensely bothersome. Look over here. Look over there. Look here. There was not one number about human trafficking in the United States. Less than a million. When they did the breakdown, hey, it's this many of this, that many of that. Forced labor victims in the private sector, 11.3 million And 6 million. 11.3 million are boys and men. 6 million are women and girls. So almost 18 million for forced labor. And then 6.5 million for sex. 6.5 million for sex. And we're not... (laughs) Here's the thing. 4.9 million victims are women and girls. 1.5 million are men and boys. What got attention? Kind of heavily this child sexual exploitation. I got that. What is three times bigger? Slavery in the United States. Forced slavery. Three times bigger. 24 million people. And what they can track... Insane. And that's not the insane part. Those are the numbers. Them's the breaks. That's how it breaks down. Got it. What's insane is that they're not going after the organizations that are employing these slaves, they're not going after the people who are keeping these slaves. They're going after the individuals. Oh, hey, yeah, so the regional manager of such and the and the local and the local manager of other, and, you know, they went to prison for 10, 15, 20 years. But the company that has 12 more cases just like it, they're fine. Trillium Farms isn't going to be shut down. Should be. Pfizer should be shut down. Moderna should have been shut down. I'm not even joking. When Johnson & Johnson got prosecuted for baby powder, I mean, think about how ubiquitous baby powder is. When Johnson & Johnson got prosecuted for their negligence with regards to baby powder, well, it's not the overall overarching thing of our industry. I don't care. You negligently did this. We're shutting that entire operation down. You do that once. You shut down Trillium Farms. You shut down Johnson & Johnson. You shut down Pfizer. And you know what happens? People tend to get their act right. Because you don't build a multi-billion dollar empire... and want to see it go vanish into a puff of smoke in a federal raid. Like, well, but you know, no, no, no. What is currently happening to the former president of the United States should have already happened to Pfizer, to Moderna, to Johnson & Johnson. Well, maybe not Moderna. Moderna's new. But to Johnson & Johnson over the baby powder, to Pfizer over its many failings. You're like, oh, what? which ones? I don't know. The opioid epidemic? Managing to get millions of people hooked onto their products that are slowly killing them? Biggest drug cartel on planet Earth. Shut it down. Seize its assets and auction it off. Incarcerate the entire board of directors. That's what should have happened. That's what should happen to Trillium Farms. These are people who actually committed crimes. Who have real, tangible victims. And it's not like it's not on a lot of people's minds because they are trying to do it to the orange Superman. They're trying to do it to Donald Trump right now. They're trying to seize his whole junk so that this way they can try and break him. They're trying to steal from him because they don't like him. Here you have a perfect example, a perfect reason to start shutting people down you got children in forced labor situations. you got children who are forced into slavery. And nobody's shutting the companies that's letting this happen down? Are you mad? Are you out of your bloody mind? And how long have we been dealing with this? It's not like this is new. I remember them talking about it with the immigration problem in the 80s. And I don't care what your opinion is as far as what immigration should be. I do care that there are millions of people who are having crimes committed against them hurting them and their families and we're doing nothing oh they freed 45 people you got 12 you got 12 more cases what are you doing with them huh 12 more cases same farm why not shut down the farm clearly the people working the farm lack the moral certitude to be able to run a business without exploiting children. Just like clearly Johnson & Johnson lacks the moral certitude to provide a product without poisoning an entire demographic of the population.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance.
0: I'll be honest with you, I did not expect to feel this particular certain kind of way in reading a news article. Now, I know everybody's focused on Israel and Hamas. Israel can defend themselves. They're perfectly capable of it. They have the most technologically advanced army in the world their military is more technologically advanced than even the United States. The question everybody should be asking is, how did this happen? And nobody knew about it, and it was a surprise. Because, If it was the negligence of the Israeli defense forces, well, then the nation of Israel has something to say to their defense forces. But if it was a failure of the systems that they have in place to give them the early warning that some nastiness is about to pop off, then there are some companies who developed and provided those systems at a great deal of expense to the Israeli public that have some answering to do. Because hundreds, if not thousands of people, have died, and tens of thousands, potentially, will die. There are some questions that need to be asked. How, with the Iron Dome, Were they able to fly paragliders in and just drop stuff off? Now, I may have answered my own question with paragliders. For those of you who do not know, paragliders are really, really easy to operate. You're basically putting a big fan on your back, on a harness on your back, that has like a little seat in it. And you've got a parachute, and you turn the fan on, and you run with the fan pushing you until the parachute picks up enough air, and then you get carried up into the air. Anybody, you could take off with one of these from anywhere. It is easy. How did they do it? It was pretty easy. Do you just necessarily go shooting down parasailers? No. Because most parasailers are doing it recreationally, and they're usually just flying around having a good happy time. Parasailing is a recreational thing. It's kind of like skiing or snowboarding. I wouldn't exactly go to a mountain, even the mountain that's on the backside of a military installation, and start shooting snowboarders. Now, I wouldn't necessarily not shoot the snowboarders if they're going into a protected area, but it does seem a little on the extreme side if, you know, when you got some paragliders, all of a sudden, you know, Israeli air defense starts popping off and shooting the people out of the sky. That could get a little hinky. So, of the whole three, three-pronged 3 operation, the only one that I can honestly say is reasonable to have let slide and actually allow these people in was the paragliders. Now, they have a very advanced technology border wall. And that border wall was breached in 22 locations. 22 locations. And this border wall triggers a reaction if a cat rubs up against the fence. So a cat can rub up against the fence and get a whole platoon's worth of IDF soldiers to respond, but 22 breach locations was a surprise. Wasn't just a surprise. Like, they breached, they got through, nobody responded. That is a problem. I don't know that I would necessarily start shooting up an inflatable raft like what the rangers use when they're infiltrating a foreign country, like the little G.I. Joe rafts. I don't know that I necessarily want to start shooting them up at 6 o'clock in the morning. But given the fact that there were a few dozen of these rafts, of these boats, at 6 o'clock in the morning in a pre-dawn raid, now, At this point, you now can see that this is a very complex thing. This was an all-out assault carried out on land, on sea, and in the air. And mind you, this was all happening right around the same time. At the same time they were going through the wall... They were coming up in the ocean, and they were flying in. This is kind of a big deal, because in order to coordinate that, that means that there was some significant and extensive planning. So the question is, where did they do this planning? Where? Now, we suspect it was Iranian. Okay. Why would Iran be important? Well, a week or two ago, the Biden administration releases $6 billion in quote-unquote humanitarian, humanitarian monies. And they say releases. And there's an important distinction to be had here. Because what it seems like to me with that particular language, and I could be mistaken, is that we did not give them money this was money we had frozen and we released it back into their custody. So that that's an important distinction to make and needs to be clarified because that actually determines the culpability of the administration and what systems were in place and what, what it is that actually failed, what actually happened. Not that anybody's going to get held to account because nobody gets held to account in the Biden administration. But those are distinctions that need to be made and need to be established. <clears throat> if the money was theirs and we took it, okay. And then we gave it back to them, okay. The whole nature of that, diplomatically speaking, is a completely different deal. And that's why I say it should, <clears throat> it should be investigated of its own merits. Now, be that as it is, those little rubber ranger boats are like maybe a few thousand dollars each. Paragliders are maybe ten or twelve thousand dollars at the most in expense. That's important. It's important to note that these things happened with excellent coordination. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I'm really impressed. Usually, when you hear about Hamas fighters and Hezbollah, they're not very well organized, they're not very well coordinated. This took planning. That's a big deal. It's a major achievement. They should be, you know, somebody should congratulate them. I was like, wow, fair play, you guys did pretty awesome with this. Nice to see. Glad to see that you guys aren't total schleps, like everybody assumes you are. I mean, the rest of you are, but whatever. So if you're going to get caught up in the Israeli-Palestine-Hamas, possibly Iran thing, then you might want to look at, you know, politically, the big picture, what's going on. If Iran does get involved directly, then the U.S. will probably get directly involved. We don't really have the resources to do this a whole bunch. So at some point, I mean, did you notice the Ukraine's out of the news and nobody cares about Zelensky? That's fun. But... Iran and China are closely tied. so if Iran gets involved directly and we get involved, then chances are one of two outcomes happens and China probably go after Taiwan since it's got to deal with this stuff anyway and and China does actually have a large enough force that they could split and operate you know a little bit over here a little bit over there. Russia will probably not get directly involved. it's hard to tell. Turkey might actually get a little bit more directly involved by helping Azerbaijan continue to exterminate Armenian Christians I tweeted out in response to an article one of the one of the last major strongholds being compromised that the Armenian genocide is now complete the Ottomans have finally, obliterated Christianity in that area. But if I were going to do that, and I would do that because weird how these things work out, Armenia apparently is the proxy for Iran and Azerbaijan is the proxy for Turkey. Things do get a little complex. Is that going to be the spark for World War III? Who knows? Could be. The Hamas thing might actually be the big deal. If Hezbollah gets involved and comes in from the north and Israel actually asks for some help because, you know, I mean, they can. They are in fact surrounded, surrounded on all sides by sketchy friends, frenemies, and legit enemies. So they may need the help. Who knows? <clears throat> this could be the spark. But everybody assumes it's the spark, so I don't think it's going to be the spark. Everybody thought Ukraine was going to be the spark. I don't think that's going to be the spark. Everybody, you know, I mean, the third one it could be Taiwan. That could be the spark. I don't think that's going to be the spark. Understand that the spark that ignited World War I in Europe was unrelated. Unrelated. Nobody really understood. Like, what's going on over here? Who cares about that? What's going on? And then people got really involved. I don't think that's going to be the spark. I think it's going to be something else. I haven't got a... I do not know what, but I feel like if there's going to be a third world war, then it's going to be an actual wild card. It's going to be something that is going to be appalling that most everybody is going to agree that something should be done and then they're going to do it. Right now, most everybody agrees that something should be done with Israel and Palestine. But we all saw what should be done with Israel and Palestine. The Trump train had Israel and Palestine and most of the Middle East locked down with the Abraham Accords. Like The Trump train had everything in place. And Joe Biden popped it all off. So, conceivably, we could just wait till the next selection, and maybe enough people will clamor enough that, well, they'll be like, crap, we need, like, we need old Trump, we need the Trumpster back. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to get worse. But, it's there nonetheless. So we can get to, I really hate to call a war a distraction, but Israel can hand, handle their own. You know, if they need some stuff, you know, the various peoples are going to give them pretty much as much as they need, like just barely enough, and they'll manage to pull it off, or whatever. I'm not concerned with them. Hamas and Hezbollah, you know, they're well they're well equipped, they're well armed, but I bet you they're well armed with American weapons. I've been noticing that happen more and more. You know, Afghanistan's the, the pullout from Afghanistan was so sloppy that we left $86 billion worth of equipment. And the Taliban doesn't like Israel. So, you know, it. at this point, it is what it is. But this is not like every time Israel, oh my God, Israel, it's the end of the world. No. If there's one thing that I've confirmed over the last, I don't know, 30 of their freaking little skirmishes and wars, it's that it's not the end of the world whenever they go to battle. It's not. Lest we forget that the entirety of the Middle East could be erased by somebody bigger and more powerful. Let's try not to, let's, let's not take, like, if that really got to be that big a deal, we could erase... From the Western or from the west coast of the Mediterranean all the way across to Pakistan. It's not impossible. You don't even hit any of the big players. So this is not going to descend into the this is not it. Don't even sweat it. Wars and rumors of wars. just log it. Understand, pray, that's it. Do not get distracted from the fact that there are 50 million people being trafficked. That 25 million... uh, Excuse me, let me back up that at a minimum one million people a day are being trafficked in the United States. And dear family, that's important because that means that we have an elite class. We have the surf class. And then we have the slave class. On the plus side, those of you who thought you were middle class, you're correct. You're still middle class. Because you're not slaves. You're wage slaves, unwilling to throw off the shackles, and I'm not casting a judgment on that. I'm unwilling to throw off the shackles of my paycheck either. Yet. There are so many things that we got to fix and we're always looking in the wrong direction to try and fix them. I focused in on trillion farms because trillion farms had 13 cases against it. In one of those cases 45 people 45 people. If they have 10 more cases and they're at 30 people, that's 300 people. At some point, you have to say that this is a systemic thing. Because while they have 12 other cases, like human trafficking in general, we don't know the full extent. This could be the tip of the iceberg. This could be a problem that's forty percent worse, sixty percent worse, eighty percent worse than what we've been able to track. If it's and let me if it's half as bad or halfway worse, then it there's a potential of close to two thousand quote unquote employees of trillion farms who are actually slave labor. And if it's happening at the egg farm, then it's probably happening at the chicken farm. And if it's happening at the chicken farm, then it's probably happening in the apple orchards. And if it's happening in the apple orchards, it's probably happening in the wheat fields. Do you see where this is going? And if it's happening in the wheat fields, it's probably happening in soybean. It's probably happening in cattle ranching. It's probably happening everywhere. It's probably not every single company, but if it's only one out of 10, And we have a drastic problem with a bunch of very large companies that need to be shut down. Although, admittedly, I don't want to shut them down until after we take care of the few little problems that that we happen to have with the billionaire class. because we have one billionaire who we know conducted medical experiments on children and we haven't had and we haven't done anything about him and he is the largest single landowner of farmland and agricultural land in the United States there are some things There are some things we really need to look into, and if we're not going to look into them, then we don't really want to fix the problems. Harpo Enterprises has a, has a child has a child trafficking problem. We know this. Harpo Enterprises doesn't just have a child trafficking problem but they have a property ownership right around Maui problem. We have to, we have to look like, what are we going to do? Tear down the whole system. I'm sorry, family. That answer is yes. it was hey we need to take, we need to burn down the federal government i'm i'm looking now and i'm starting to realize that we're not going to be able to fix any of this until we burn all of it down all of it banking finance agriculture the whole thing like we have to just basically basically break the whole thing apart and start again Oh, but what about the threat from over here or over there? Love, this is the United States of America. There are 400 million guns. There are 300 million people. There are 150 million armed citizens. They're not going to invade. I mean, they might invade California or any of those places where they took away all the guns. But in most of the rest of the country where sanity has had even a modicum of influence, you have an armed militia. They're not very well trained, to be sure. Some of them just like to sit around and shoot beer cans and talk trash about how they'd be able to do this, that, and the other. I got it. But I can also tell you that if we do it, And we do it right. We have so many people who need to be held, who need legitimately to be held to account for the evils that they've perpetrated. And on the low end, I'm talking about the cartels. On the low end, those are not the ones I'm really concerned with. Because if we had our crap straight, the cartels wouldn't be able to make not one red cent. They wouldn't be able to traffic in in drugs and people and guns and all that crap. They only do it because our stuff isn't straight. And that's a fact. Our financial system isn't straight. Our judicial system isn't straight. Our legal system isn't straight. Our law enforcement isn't straight. Our government agencies aren't straight. Our monetary system is not straight. We need a national exorcism. And get the demons of pride, greed, envy, sloth, lust, and gluttony out. We need them all out. You look across this country, you can see the effects of each and every single one of them. Each and every one. For crying out loud, the, the guy in charge of the most powerful hedge fund that manages $9 trillion worth of crap. $9 trillion. A company who, if it were by itself, would be the second largest economy a single company, and the guy's name is Fink, and he looks like a rat, and nobody, nobody puts this together. Nobody hasn't committed any crimes. Actually, yes, he has. In the Catholic Church, he absolutely has. In the Catholic Church, like, when you're looking at instances where people got burned at the stake, in the Catholic Church, according to Catholic law, this dude would be a freaking hot dog fire. You'd be able to roast marshmallows off his ass. Because he's the guy that you burn at the stake. His whole empire is built on usury. That's the guy. The 12, the, the 12 or however many banks that make up the Federal Reserve, those are the guys that you burn at the stake. <clears throat> there are four sins that cry out to heaven for justice. And the one that's most abominable to me is the one that's supposedly the cleanest. It's the one that the most people in this country actually get away with actually it's the two because you don't get your hands actually dirty when you oppress the poor yes these guys who are who were who were who were labor trafficking they are oppressing the poor and they will get theirs if they don't repent they're going to hell because that sin cries out to heaven for justice and we all know it The leeches that are de- that are depreciating whatever the monetary value is, however they came up with that crap. The ones who are the ones who are in charge of that Ponzi scheme, who are making it more difficult for people to buy the things that they need to make an honest day's living off of the wages that went for a lot of us when we got the job. We're like, hey, yeah, that's a great amount of money. I didn't start working at the minimum wage. I didn't even start working at the minimum wage that Democrats wanted to work at. That want want, and if they did succeeded in that, I would have been mad as hell. Because my work, because my work in the field I was in, had they managed to bump it up where they wanted to, they would have put my work at the minimum wage, and I'd have been mad as hell. Because there's no way that you're having me work at the minimum scale. Uh, There's no way you're having an aircraft mechanic work at the same pay rate as a dishwasher. Screw you. think one of those is a little bit higher in importance than the other. There is a hierarchy with that. But the most vile and dirtiest people in this world, actually, they never get their hands dirty. Not ever. And those... In the Catholic Church, if if the Church was making the rules like we were 500 years ago, those would be the people that you would burn at the stake. Not that we did a lot of burning at the stake anyway. I'm just using that as an example. and you would pray they would have an opportunity to repent. And I pray that all these yahoos have an opportunity to repent. I don't think they're gonna, because they don't even realize what they're doing is evil. I mean, let's be real. These are these are people that give demonic idols to popes. Oh, you didn't think I knew about that, did you? Hadn't mentioned anything yet. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to figure out that they're in the wrong anytime soon. It's not like their conscience is developed enough to understand that maybe you don't do these sort of things. Clearly, that's not the case. Because if it were the case, they'd fix it themselves. We have a slavery industry in the United States. Do you understand that if we have one, in one million people being trafficked, we have a slavery industry in the United States. There is industrial slavery in America. That should be appalling. And I can tell you that if we don't fix it soon, we're going to pay for it. And we deserve to, as a whole nation. See, in the old days, the king could do something himself and while it would stain the whole country, the whole country was not culpable for it. But in democracy, we all get a hand in the evil. So I'd recommend praying some rosaries. Pray for the conversion of these people. Pray somebody pulls their head out of their butts and figures out no, you're not supposed to do these things. Because if not, if legitimately, if we don't come to the point where we're willing to burn the whole thing down, it's going to burn down around us anyway. And at least if you had the agency to do it yourself, then chances are you were prepared for, this, for the outcome. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.